Unbelievable! Absolutely unbelievable! And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts! Guts all over the place! I can't believe Colorado it! Colorado Avalanche complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history. The Colorado Avalanche will return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs! And now, let's get you ringside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey, Mark Mosier. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Avs in Your Ear Holes podcast. Mark Mosier right here. I'm joined by... I'm back! LG, what's up, dude? I can't believe Lauren Gardner has returned. Now, as we get this podcast started, Lauren's going to tell you to... Rate, review, and subscribe. We are so thankful that you guys are listening. This thing is growing by the week. I know it's the motion, whomever is there, whether it be Connor or Kyle Keefe, but we share some fun stories with all of you, so please continue listening, and you know what? Tell a friend. Post it on social media. We are happy you guys are listening. I always say rate and like and yeah, check it out. He screws I, I it up. He's old. I, yeah. You need a millennial here to tell you how to do it right. You're not even a millennial. You're older than a millennial. I am not. I am technically a millennial. Look it up. <laughs> Wikipedia, dude. If you've got to technically become a millennial, that's that's pretty awful. All anyway, right, let's talk some hockey. Let's get after it as the Avs get ready to take on the St. Louis Blues coming up on Friday night. Avs back on the road after the four-game road trip where they split the four games Two and two, and then they come home in a tough one against the Edmonton Oilers in a game the Avs came out like gangbusters. Let's let's go back a little bit. When you go back to the end of that road trip uh, last week, Lauren, that you were not on, I'm sorry to say. Thanks but, for reminding me. I appreciate that. I was having fun in studio with Riker, though, to be fair. I'm sure, sure you were. But it was, now we're in beautiful St. Louis. It is raining out. We have a view of the arch. I wasn't sure which side we were on. Either a view of the arch or just the parking lot. We got a view of the arch, and uh, it was really not good to have you in Florida. I mean, it, it stunk. I mean, you, you should have been there. You know, it would have been fun. I yeah. missed you. Anyway, the point is that uh, that road finally caught up with the Avs. You're talking about 19 out of the first 30 away from Pepsi Center. And just, I mean, it just it gets to be a grind after a while. Yes. Even even if the guys are bonding and so on and so forth, you go up against a great team in the Tampa Bay Lightning who had the best passing performance I have seen in the league in the well, last You called it a decade. passing clinic. And yeah, it to was. your point, the Avs have the fewest home games in the National Hockey League to this point. So it's, it's tough. And you know what? They set a franchise record last year with 28 regular season home wins. They are capable of getting it done. You put the Edmonton game aside here, but the Avs have accomplished a lot when you look at their body of work because a lot of it has been away from the Pepsi Center. So you have to look at that stretch the rest of December. Even going into January, you put aside that long road trip in Canada. I think things are looking good, and you look at strength of schedule, they should continue to sit atop you know, at least the Central Division or be competing with the Preds, if not atop the Western Conference. Well, I would like to think that that's going to be the case. I mean, it's very difficult. The West is... It's tough, man. It's a it's a wolf's lair. I mean, at Wolf Den, there's just so many, so many good teams and so many teams beating up on each other on any given night. So they fall against the Lightning. They come on home. And you look at, again, that game where they got off to a pretty darn good start. Miko Koskinen. Oh. Where did that... I mean... I don't want to say where did he come from because I know he's been in the K. I know he was in Finland. I remember back when he was drafted by the New York Islanders, and, and I, I'd forgotten about him just in terms of, okay, he's not going to be in NHL anymore, but I know where he went. Well, the Edmonton Oilers signed him last year, 
in May and gave him some dough. And people are going, what are those guys doing? This is crazy. Well, he looks like he belongs on the hardwood instead of the ice. Yeah, he's six foot seven. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but, but he played a great year last year in the K. They brought him back over and he played really good hockey. Uh, the Avs eventually got to him, but they, they got off to a tough start. And Lauren, here's the problem. When the Avs blow up at times, they blow up spectacularly. It's not yes. just, it's not just a, it's a three, two or a three, nothing blow up. It's, Hey man, <laughs> they give up six, seven goals, right? And yeah. and so, but when you look at it, turnovers, a couple of penalties that that you don't want to take, and then that results in the Edmonton Oilers getting off to a hot start. You know, and Barley did not play his best game either, and, and he needs to pick it up Saturday night against the Dallas Stars. But that, that's what you're facing now. You're still yeah. you're still in a playoff spot. You're still in the number three spot in the the Central Division as of this recording. But things are getting tighter. If you don't win, things are going to tighten yes. upon you. So it's going to be important for the Avs to come on out against the Blues and really press the issue from the get-go. Well, most they put themselves in a situation where they can afford to have losses like these. They had that five-game losing streak. They bounced back, ironically, against the Oilers on the road. But they still put up 43 shots on goal. It was that right. second period where they allowed four goals. Obviously, that's what kind of did them in. But if they had... Three and a half periods to play in that game, I think they could have made a comeback. You saw what they did, that late push in the third, and they were talking about in the locker room following the game, specifically Miko Rantanen, who had a four-point game, that they can build off of that. And something Jared Bednar had touched on following the game was focus was an issue. It was up and down in both the Tampa and the Edmonton games. And it's something they need to work on, they need to hone in. And honestly, when you look at their schedule, we talked about what a kind of funky schedule they had where they would have four days off and then back-to-backs. They had been playing every other day and on the road, and they have been traveling, and they have been experiencing time changes, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but you could see them hit that wall in Tampa. And I Kyle Keefe was there and you weren't there. Well, exactly. I understand that I'm the good luck charm. <laughs> um, you know, if we need to give some motivational speeches, we can also do that. We offer our services. Um, but you saw them hit a wall, and it just it, it felt like, the focus just kind of wasn't there at times at Pepsi Center against Connor McDavid and the Oilers. Let's say I needed some motivation. Oh, and you were going to yeah. give me a motivational speech. All right, hit me with it, LG. Give me, give me the goods, man. Here's the Lord Gardner special. This is why you get <laughs> like what five grand a pop for thirty oh, seconds. Oh yeah, motivational absolutely. Speech. And by five grand, maybe like five cents, maybe <laughs> five e- bucks if I'm lucky. Not, yeah, even, actually, not even that. I pay them in right. order to give a motivational speech. Well, Moj, first of all, greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes hard work, it takes effort, and it takes focus. And that's what you have put in over the past six months. Those off-season days, those mornings when you wake up at 5 a.m. and you hit the treadmill and you are running along the, the lake and you're hitting that ice rink, that's what you're doing. You were doing that for here tonight against these guys. Do you think these guys were putting in that work? I don't think so. You I'm, can do this. I'm completely unmotivated. Oh, you're the worst. <laughs> I, I need to have some more wine. We are drinking yeah. and podcasting. Uh, so so the, the deal is that, uh, is that I don't want to make excuses for them either because you're going to go through stretches. But you here's the point of the National Hockey League season. Oh, I would love to hear. Thank here's, you for <laughs> Well, here's, here's what I'm getting at. Because things are so tight in the West and, and even in the East, but we focus on the West. Because they're so tight, you can't afford to go through stretches where you don't pick up points. I literally just said the opposite, that they could afford to do no, that. No, <laughs> you, you can't afford to because here's the problem. 
you'll find yourself on the outside looking in. Now, it's not like they can't they can't make it up, but what you don't want to do if you're the Colorado Avalanche after last season and getting in with 95 points, you don't want to be a team that's you know like battling Nashville for the top of the conference, not only the top of the division, the top of the conference. You don't want to dip down and be the 9 or 10 team and then have to fight your way back into yeah. a playoff spot. You don't want that. You want to get to where you were, where you are, and you want to maintain. So... That's going to be the sign of an Avalanche squad that is an improved squad. Yes. Uh, more desired squad in terms of, of, of wanting to, to, to get on the ice and, and do what it takes to pick up the points. They're going to have to show that fight, show that, that passion, show that want to, if you will, to maintain where they are in the West because things are tightening up. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at it right now, the Dallas Stars are a fine hockey club, and, and Jim Montgomery's got them playing good hockey. They're on the outside He's looking in, coach. but they're only four points behind your Colorado Avalanche, dude. That's how close it is. Well, look at their upcoming schedule. Aside from St. Louis, and we know that's going to be a battle, they struggle playing in that building. But keep in mind, the last time they played the Blues, what happened following a big win in Minnesota? They won here against the Blues. Why are you thinking? You look like you're thinking. Well, they really lost hard. at home to the Blues a couple weeks ago, dude. No, they? I said the last time they played the Blues here, oh, nerd. Okay. Okay. Well, anyways, it was a big win, and it kind of kicked off that final push to make the playoffs that they had to match up against the Blues in Game 82. So what I'm saying is, yes, this is going to be a tough physical game, a building where historically they have struggled. However, the last time they played here, they got a big win. So at least they have that to build off of. I. Uh, are you but sure? Like are, oh, wait. Yeah. Are you sure you've been following the Colorado Avalanche, right? We're talking Avalanche here, the hockey club, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure. Boy, I just said the last time they played the Blues here. So, anyways, but then they take on the Islanders. Strong club. They're doing well under Trots. It's still weird to see Trots in front of the Islanders background for press uh, pressers, and then it's Montreal. They're on the outside looking in right now in the Atlantic, and then you have Arizona. Right? Isn't that the schedule? Oh, you got Chicago and then Chicago, Arizona. who's what I don't know what's going on there. Coaching change didn't help them. And then you have Arizona, who's also a tough club. But the strength of schedule, I think they can make up for what they've lost. All right. You're gonna get back on the road. You're gonna get back into a rhythm here. Well, I uh, don't know what you're asking. I said the last time they played here they won, and for whatever reason you had a hard time computing that fact. Okay. I, I, I just you're right, but I'd had a hard time computing that. When I look <laughs> forward to the game on Friday night, what I'm saying is that the last time these two teams hooked up at Pepsi Center, the Blues made it a point. They said, All right, listen, we're struggling right now. So we're gonna come in here and we are going to get physical with the Avalanche from the get-go. You were there, you saw the whole thing go down, and they really tried to uh, to body him up and to 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 get in their kitchen an awful lot. It was a hard hitting game from the get-go. It and took the Blues... everything out of them after the fact. They went and lost six one afterwards. But yes, right. they played a really hard physical game. I talked to JT Comfer about it following practice today. And uh, you saw some of the guys actually on the ice after practice. They were working on their fighting technique just in case. So you had Gabe Landeskog and Patrick Nemeth out there. Landy was helping Nemo a little bit with uh, getting guys tied up and making sure you didn't have any leverage to get any you know big punches off. JT Comfer was out kind of working on a couple of things with Matt Calvert. And what Timothy Timothy said was we have to stick to our game in that we are a fast team. We're great in transition. We play with a lot of pace. We're very skilled. And we have to focus on that part of our game. But at the same time, we are not going to back down. But we can't let St. Louis take us off of our game. And that was exactly what they intended to do. 
Okay, give me a high five. Are we good? Yeah, I you, feel like you, you're being a little condescending. I got a little. No, I'm. I'm I know. I'm. No, I'm being totally <laughs> cool to you. I. This is great. Okay, what listeners have to understand is Moj and I have a great relationship, but there's a little bit of a love hate aspect to that relationship. So sometimes we we get a little feisty with one another, and it's totally fine. We're good, but it's what makes us so entertaining because there are no hard feelings. But the way you looked at me when I said the last time they played here and they won, it was like I had five heads. Uh, I'm just and, stating and, Okay, facts. so what I'm what I'm getting at here now <laughs> is that... We just have to lay it all out on the line. We have to... This is the airing of grievances. This is like Festivus. It's the holiday season. It is the holiday season. What 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 I'm curious is about is to how the game is going to go. I mean, will will it be another one of these things? What, what I don't want the Avs to do is start to get back in some sort of payback mode. Well, they came out and out physical dust yeah. in our building, and they skated out with a 3-2 overtime win. Colton Pareko, I think, played the entire overtime before yeah. he finally got that one-hander to go home. I, I don't want the Avs to come on out and say, well, we need to play that kind of game. I just think they need to play their game, man. Go on out and use your speed yep. because that's what you do best. And go on out and take it to those guys and offer up a little payback. I mean, revenge should be a, a positive, motivating thing. But you do need the points, period. You can't be worried about bodying guys no. up and getting physical and retaliation and all that kind of thing. You want to beat them because you want to beat them and get points. Well, revenge will come in the form of a big two points and a victory. And hopefully a high-scoring game on behalf of the Avalanche. And that's what they worked on in practice today. All they worked on were odd man rushes, transition game. It was an offense-heavy practice they worked on the power play JT Confer's back up on that top unit and they're trying to mix things up and obviously I had a good conversation with him because that's what I noticed and hey, did you, know, you talk to JT Confer today hey, by the way I talked to my fellow redhead uh brother <laughs> brethren JT Confer today Jimothy Timothy I we mentioned Bobothy Timothy by the way as a potential nickname for his dad Bob Confer yeah. who wants he a wants nickname. one yeah you didn't hate it didn't hate it oh it was shot down it was shot down but also he would like he expected Jimothy Timothy to die a lot sooner. Yeah. He thought Jimothy Timothy would die, but... I haven't said Jimothy Timothy for several games. So as far as I'm concerned, it's dead. Who did? Riker. Oh, Riker. Riker, so that tipping he had against the Panthers. Oh, he kept it alive. He called it... He said, Jimothy Filthy Timothy. So he actually added to the nickname. But you know what? As a sidebar here, Mark Rycroft is on this trip. He will be in the broadcast booth calling the game with you. Yep. Um against, you know, covering his former t- two former teams. He's pumped to be here. Uh, we actually carpooled today because he was so worried about being late or taking a wrong turn. He wanted to make sure he was in the right spot at the right time, dialed in, and he is having, as um, you know, Sergio Dip would say, the time of his life. Yeah, it's his first opportunity to come back to St. Louis yes. since all those years ago. It's pretty interesting. The building hasn't changed a whole lot since he's been there, so he'll take a, a trip <laughs> sure down hasn't. memory lane. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the TV broadcast coming up tomorrow. You want to get to some real positives, Lauren? Let's do this, man. I'm a very optimistic person, so absolutely. You really are. You and, you, you and your headspace are, are going good, right? I'm good, yes. I'm, I meditate on a daily basis. What is the story with Miko Ranton? What the deal? Um, well, he's really good at playing hockey, scoring goals, and passing with that top line. So he has got deal. 52 points, continues to lead the National Hockey League overall. He's kicking some serious tail. 12-game point streak. Right, right, right there in front of Nathan McKinnon, who's got 47, Kuchar off at 45 and you can't and McDavid McDavid of course has 43 McDavid hi (laughs) all right come on McDavid he's got uh, he's got 43 but but look at Ranton and he's on pace right now Lauren you ready for this for a hundred hundred and forty two 
point. Shut your mouth when you're talking. About I know. It. It's just amazing to me. And McKinnon is right there. It's just remarkable. He's not showing any signs of slowing up. None of them are. You watch them at practice, the three of them, and they just move in unison. And it's crazy. It's like the anticipation is there, and it's like watching a school of fish skate around the ice. Like, it's it's just so cool how they can sense one another. You are in a weird mood today. You, what? Because you did a thing like walk like an Egyptian. That's what you did. It was when? kind of... Just now when you were descri what? describing your school of fish. <laughs> something is with you today. Anyway. Well, something's with you. I think you're just sleep deprived, and you're working... Crazy hours because you're hosting radio on 92.5 Altitude Sports Radio. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5, Mosier and Lombardi in the mornings. Make sure you tune on in. Uh, no, here's the thing. Is that it's, it's incredible to me to <laughs> see... Emily is over there just rolling her eyes at us. With 52 points, he had a goal and three assists the other night. Landis Gog had two goals. McKinnon, of course, a couple of points. And they just keep producing. And I guess, Lauren, we just have to say, these guys are going to keep going and going and going. If you mm -hmm. told me before the year, oh, by the way, Miko Rantanen... He had 84 points last year, and he's going to be on a pace for 60 more points than he scored even last year with 84. I would go, Lauren, uh, I'm going to check you into a mental hospital or something because <laughs> I that, think you're about to do that to me. Anyways, well, maybe so. <laughs> that, that would be that would be incredible. But that's where he is right now. He's yeah. got 52 points, and, and even in that 6-4 loss, you know, he's still going. And it, it's not just the goal scoring and the, the big slapper inside the post is beautiful. For him on the power play when he oh, sits God. back behind the, I mean, the that goal that Colin Wilson scored on the power play, just the look of disbelief on his face, just because of the skill <laughs> from that pass. Like if he didn't score that goal, he would have been so mad at himself. But that's his spot. He just he has so much vision on the ice. He's so cerebral out there. And I was talking to an assistant coach two years ago, his you know official rookie year, and uh, he was just talking about how talented and how skilled. Miko really is and how he can use his body to manipulate time and space and he is really the guy to look at and is kind of one of the big pieces of the successful future for this franchise he manipulates time and space oh that was my cool. gosh that was no, you were just ripping on me no that was kind of cool that's like you know what we got to start thinking about some sort of a nickname for him if he's a manipulator of time and space does Ooh. that mean does is that he mean? Doc? Like the no, he's like a, like a gravitational forces manipulate time and space. Time space, you know, the the, 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 curv yeah, the, the mm -hmm. curvature of space around centrifugal uh, force. No, that has no. That's <laughs> you're, now you're just throwing <laughs> stuff out saying, now. These are these are words I learned in astronomy. That in uh, yeah, that doesn't. What'd you get in astronomy in college? If you say more than a C, I'm gonna call you a liar. I got an A. Really? That's like one of the few classes I did get an A in. Yeah. I like stars. A. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. They're handing out A's in astronomy. Oh, where did you go? They're handing out A's in astronomy in, in Boulder at like, like it's, you know, like Halloween candy. You get an A. You get an A. <laughs> so? Wait, astronomy All right, raise astrology? Astronomy. Yeah. <laughs> Not astrology. All right, raise your hand if yeah, you like stars. Capricorn. Me. Raise your hand if you like planets. <laughs> Me. All right, you get an A. No, it's actually a really difficult course. Gosh. Okay, we'll keep going while you're on it. I, well, I just no, thought it was cool. Roll. I actually thought it was really cool that you Thank said you. that. That was I pretty funny, it. actually. Like, <laughs> he manipulates time he and space. He does, though. So, okay, I, all listeners out there, tech, uh, tweet us at, uh, at Radio Mosier, at yeah. Radio M-O-S-E-R, and at LG Red. So if, if, if Nico Ranton <laughs> is manipulating time and space, let's sort of find some sort of space nickname for Ooh, him. What would I he like be? That. What would he be? Okay. The, 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 okay, we're tweeting it. The finished black hole? That's not really good, is it? No, I don't like that. That means like everything disappears. It's like 
Yep. Yeah. Okay, I'm all tweeting right. it. All right, Lauren's going to tweet that out. Okay. Uh, also on uh, today's uh, podcast, when we were in Florida, Lauren unfortunately was not there. Thank you. And once again, the, the friendly reminder and the consistent reminders are very it nice. It wasn't warm. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't beautiful. Yeah, but you guys weren't on the beach playing volleyball. Well, we all went down to, to St. Pete and played volleyball. Top Gun. So we have the video from our yes. volleyball session. We reenacted the Top Gun volleyball scene with myself and McNabb as, as Iceman and Slider and Kyle and Connor. Wait, and what Maverick world are you Slider? It's just what I was assigned to me. It's just the, just the way it was okay, assigned okay, to me. Okay, okay, who is Maverick? Kyle, of course. Oh my God! Well, he wanted he wouldn't do it unless he was Maverick. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, he's like he's like I got to be Maverick, or I don't want to do this. We're like, okay, we'll we'll okay. play whatever role you want us so to play. So we're wa- we're about I, to watch the premiere. Yeah, you're gonna see it for the very video. first time ever. And it you can will just, be airing on uh, um, Avalanche 360 on Altitude Sports Network, or I'm sure you can catch it online. But what week? Yeah. Hmm? When is it gonna air? Uh, Thursday. Okay, tonight. good. Tonight. Oh, tonight. tonight. Thursday, oh, God. December 13th. Okay, this is the preview. Hey, Let's Mosh, check it out. welcome to Altitude Sports. I know you're an employee here, but we'll just go ahead and give you the programming list. All right, so Emily's hitting play here. We're going to yeah. take a look. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. This is straight out of Top Gun. Hey, kudos to Paul Ladd, who shot, produced, and edited this feature. On Friday, December 7th, 2018, the Avalanche TV crew had some free time after practice. What happened next can hardly be described. Their purpose was to recreate one of the greatest scenes in movie history. They succeeded. Sort of. Sort of. We call it <laughs> Bottom, bottom Gun. gun. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is good. Okay, opening shot, gorgeous. We have a time lapse. Kyle Looking Keith. really good. Okay, so these are like Art opening closure. credits. Yeah, these are pretty cool. This is really fancy. Great shots. Is this sunset? Yeah. Shot on an iPhone. This was shot on an iPhone. Correct, yeah, it all came out on an iPhone. All right, so. <laughs> okay, this uh-huh. is already not going well. Preston Bird, huh, Matt? <laughs> no. Yeah, you like it? Slider. You stink. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> They're reenacting different scenes from Top Gun. I yeah. thought you guys would just be playing. Oh, look, he can. Moj, by the way, can spin a volleyball on his finger. Yeah. Okay, we can't spend a whole three minutes talking about this, can we? No, not the whole time. Okay, there are a lot of slow-mos in this thing. Everyone's actually pretty solid at volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, I thought McNabb would be a little bit better, just given his height and athleticism. A lot of high fives. Lucky for all of the viewers, they are wearing shirts. Yeah, we're all wearing shirts. It wasn't Connor that warm McGahey. of a day. It wasn't that warm of a day. It wasn't? No. Okay. Okay. All right, so we have uh, a ball off of Connor McGahey's head there. He played that one. Moe's is just yelling in slow-mo a lot. Yeah, you like it? Kyle, yeah, okay, this is good. You know what? I think most of it's editing. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so McNabb was at the net. He had a spike. Moe's is just saying, yeah, a lot. There's some sweat on the back of Kyle Keith there, so he must be working kind of hard. Oh, no, he just spiked it into the neck and injured himself. Kyle's always injured. All right, so what do you think? So so what do you think? Do you like it or do you not like it? I love it because it's you guys and your family. So it's bad. And Paul did a great job at it. It was fun. That's what I love about our crew and our product, and we've talked to people around the league and people who cover the league as a whole, and they love what we do because it's just so unique. It's so authentic. <laughs> you guys just That's have one fun. way to describe it. It's authentic. Do you, do you wish you were there? Yeah, I do. But I, I, what character can I play? You know what? Growing up, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Yeah, I know. 
So I well, we're both pilots. Give me five on that Woo! too. Yeah, love it. You could be. Uh, I don't know. So okay, here's another thing. I could be the instructor. Tweet at us. Really what would work. be if Lauren was a fighter pilot? What would be Lauren's call sign? What would be her call sign? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Um, it well, wouldn't I mean, be at LG Red. It wouldn't be that, at. It could just be LG Red. It could be like Red at. What if it's just a big at? <laughs> <laughs> on the side of the on the side of the F eighteen Hornet or something, right? Yeah, yeah. At. Okay, oh, that would be awesome. Uh, um, yeah, so, yeah, so tweet at us. What would yeah, be Lauren's like call that. sign at Radio Moser at Radio M O S E R and at L G Red? Let us know. That'd be kind of cool. That would, what would yours be? Uh, yeah, nerd sickle. I don't know something like nerd-sickle. that. Nerd Yeah, I don't know what it would be. Some okay. sort of some sort of like platypus or you know aardvark. Who knows? Aardvark is good. I like that. Platypus is good because it's you know it's a really interesting animal. It's a hybrid. You're adaptable. Yeah, that's true. The mm-hmm. platypus is the only mammal that lays eggs. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Everyone knows that. There's that CU astronomy education. I made a paper mache uh, of a Tasmanian devil, so I know a lot about that. Apparently, those. Lauren got an A in astronomy, but an <laughs> F in biology up at CU. Okay, enough on CU. By the way, college night is coming up on Saturday, so... Um, if you are a CU or a CSU fan, you can get a co-branded t-shirt if you go to uh, coloradoavalanche.com, get your tickets, and it's super cool. You can go kind of reigniting the Rocky Mountain rivalry, so head on down, $5 for your friend, not can $5, I, just it's, like Kyle always Yeah, says. Can, can I say this, though? Um, but, yeah. Watching you promote that the other night on the broadcast, and I you thought had... I was very, like, unbiased and, uh, you know, uh, had so much journalistic integrity. You, you had, you were wearing the Colorado one, and then you also had the Rams orange one with the green Rams yeah, logo Yeah, the, the old on. school Aggie one, yeah. Okay, so I thought that you were, no, you were not unbiased. You were I was incredibly biased. No, I was impartial. So all you Ram fans out there, I've got your back. Now, listen, I like both schools. I do too. I covered a lot of CSU when I was with CBS and we covered the Mountain West. So I actually really do like the Rams. All right, Ram fans, I got your back because Lauren was <laughs> a little bit biased during that portion of the broadcast. I have no idea what you're talking so about. So that Saturday night is the Dallas Stars are in town. So make sure you get your tickets. You can watch the Rams and the Buffs square off on the ice. And then you can see the Avs take on the Dallas Stars. Go I to, will be go to ColoradoAvalanche.com for tickets. And right. you can get a, there's a special promotion. I'll be in the penalty box. Filling in for Alan Roach. Oh, you will? Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and um, bring your earplugs, fans. Uh, Yeah, you might want to do that. All right, some final thoughts as the Avs get ready to take on the St. Louis Blues. What do you want to see coming up here? Um, I want to see them stick to their game, as we had discussed. So they need to play with pace. They need to be quick on the transition game. Um, Not let the physicality of the Blues take them away from what they do best. Uh, we need to see a big performance from whomever is starting in goal, which I believe is Philip Grubauer. And uh, I want to see them. That is confirmed. So it is Grubauer starting in net. We also want to see uh, a, a fast start. Yeah. And then play, like, focus, play with intention. And that, once again, is what Jared Bednar had talked about. He didn't want to make any excuses for the team, but he could tell that they're both physically and mentally exhausted following that stretch. Right, here's what I'm looking for. First of all, strong goal-tending performance out of Grubauer. Two, cut down on the turnovers and mistakes. Be smart and simple with the puck. <laughs> Three, <laughs> don't take any silly penalties. And four, what did I do? You said... Two, three? One, two, B... 
Okay. Anyway, the point Stay is out of the box. Yeah, no, no silly penalties, and just play. Like you said, Lauren, play your game, but play a smart game. Play a smart, simple game. Don't don't try to do too much. And the part of the problem too, the other night when you're down that, like that to the Edmonton Oilers five to one, you've got to start taking chances, and it creates other opportunities, and things start to go south even more. Just play a smart, simple game. But it yeah. starts it starts in net with Philip Grubauer. Guys in front of him need to be better, and then use your speed against the same yes, Blues. and speed, and that's what they focus on once again in practice today. So it should be a fun one. Um, on a scale of one to awesome, oh, how great was this podcast? A two. We struggled. But we thank you for listening. And, you know, if anything, it's entertaining. Like? No, you rate, review, and subscribe. This rate, review, Facebook, and subscribe. Dad. Hit the like button, too. <laughs> Please do that. That would be awesome for you to do that. So for Lauren, who's back in the saddle, and will be, we're uh, on schedule for the rest of the year now, correct? Um, I think there might be one more trip that Kyle's going on. Uh, well, one more trip for Kyle? Washington. God, I can't, I can't. No, I think I'm going to watch. I don't know. I can't wait for that trip. <laughs> I just can't <laughs> wait. Please tell me when it is. Why are you so mean? For Lauren, I'm Moish. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. We will talk to you from the rink on Altitude Television. Be good. Oh, what a sweet sign-off. How cute are you? Slider out. Oh, no. Just end it.